Hey friends, this is Amy Grigg, and I want to welcome you to This One Thing I Know. Here, you will hear stories of authentic followers of Jesus in the messy middle of their life story. I would fully throw myself into something, and then the depression was still there. And so I was like, oh, this is not working. And I would get really frustrated. And I was like, I just want to be able to fully focus on this to fulfill me. And it never did. Mm. Nothing ever would. They will tell of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's the thing. Just like the followers of Jesus that we read about in the Bible, we often have more questions than answers. And I would get, I had a lot of conversations with God about that. Of basically, leave me alone. Wow. I want to just escape. Mm. The common theme throughout all of our stories is we may not know, but we trust. Regardless of whether we're at the beginning, the end, or the messy middle of life, we as followers of Jesus have at least one thing He has shown us on our journey. This is a place of rest, of trust, and encouragement. As we declare, I may not know all of the answers, but this one thing I know. Many people in our world today are dealing with and suffering through depression. Each story is as different and varied as the people themselves. If you are currently struggling, or if you love someone who is, today's conversation with Jacob Phillips is for you. Okay, introduce us to yourself. Tell me about your name, what you do for an occupation, and yeah, your family. So, yeah, so I'm Jacob Phillips. Um, I'm a nurse at Mercy Hospital up in Rogers on a cardiac neuro unit. And I am the husband of Ashley Phillips and the dad to Judah and Adeline. Sweet family. We've known yep. Ashley since she was a teenager. Precious yep. wife of yours. We adore her. Yeah. Adore you and your precious kiddos. Oh my gosh, there are not many more cuter kids on the face of the earth than your two. They are so sweet. How old are they now? Addie is almost four and Judah turns two in on the 19th. Oh my goodness. So Judah's almost two. Wow. I know. They're precious. And Addie's like three and a half. Addie will turn four in June. Full of energy. Yes, full of energy. So <laughs> much energy. They were my kids out the other night. And this, they were, it's so funny. They were everybody out. <laughs> and this, this the with the, everything going on right now with the coronavirus, they're going insane. Oh, I I'm think. sure. Because they kind of have to be <laughs> bottled up like everybody else. Anybody with kids can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing the trail is right by where you guys live because you can just hop on the trail and get some energy out. I know. I think it's the lack of social interaction. That's sure. like They're like reverting For sure. to where like if I go to get them, they want mom. Oh. They want Ashley like all the time yeah. just because they're only around her all That's the time right, right now. Right. What a crazy time to jump into nursing because you're fairly new to yeah. it. Yeah. So basically like the first when I was actually on the floor the first month of me um, on orientation in my first job at the hospital out of nursing school is when this all started. Wow. So it's kind of fire. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> like, it's really it's so, really just a different time yes, in healthcare right now. Absolutely. It is such a crazy time. Um, so you and Ashley were at the house the other day and we were sitting outside visiting six feet apart. Yep. Ish. And at least we were like across the driveway. Okay, people. <laughs> right. We were we were good. We were observing the social distancing. And uh, I don't know, we just got started on this topic and you started sharing just your heart and your journey. And um, so I asked you to come here and share part of that today. And I think probably because it took me by surprise. I know it probably would most people who meet you and interact with you that the struggle, one of the struggles in your life has been depression. And yeah. so, you know, it's such a hot topic. It's such a taboo topic, I believe, in church a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And just as you were discussing it and we were talking about it, I just knew that your story will encourage so, so, so many people. Um, and especially today, because I feel like this is, these are depressing times. These are times when it can get real intense right. and, and heavy. Um, and I feel like we're all feeling some level of that. Right. So um, anyway, go back to wherever you want to start um, and just share your journey with what depression has looked like in your life, if right. you will. Okay. Yeah. Well, first, um, if you don't mind, um, just for you know, just to give a basis of where we're starting at. I don't want anyone to think that um, I'm big on being where we're at, um, it, you know, in my life and being as real as I can be. Mm -hmm. And depression is still something that I deal with right. regularly. Yeah. Um, I actually talked to Ashley about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but it really started um, 
And I will say this as well, um, if anybody's listening and struggling with depression, I know everyone goes through it, and yeah. it, it's a, such a personal thing, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to put any um, parameters on this is how it should look, or this is how your story should look, or this absolutely. is how you should feel. No, I appreciate so this that. Is, this is my take, and this is my journey, Yes, um, and it might relate to a lot of people, and some people might have it completely differently right and so that's just kind of a caveat to start out love that thank you um but yeah i first started struggling with um depression i don't think i mean i definitely did not know it was depression Mm -hmm. i would say when i was probably like seven Mm -hmm. um if i had to put a number on it i would say right around there and i didn't really know what exactly it was sure i just knew that um there were certain times in, um, of each day or certain situations where I would just feel really off. Okay. And I didn't know how to um, convey that to mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. or to anybody around me. And so that was, that was really difficult. I remember I would hate going to the movie theater um, because, you know, you go see movies and it starts and the sun's out and then you end and it's dark. Okay. And I would get really, and I would, I just, I didn't like going because yeah. I knew when I got out of the movie, I'd be depressed. Okay. And I, 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 that's like a kid's version. Like, you know, you're putting, um, I guess that's just something that I relate, like, mm-hmm. that I kind of. That's how you were identifying. Yeah, that I was able to age. identify at that age, like, kind of, these are situations that I have a hard time dealing with. Sure. And uh, I think, um, as I've gotten older, it's obviously evolved, um, but uh, that's kind of my earliest memory with yeah, it. Yeah, and at that age, you didn't have the verbalization to be able to say it. Just no. looking back, you can see that that was the feeling that you had at that time. Right, and whether it was going from light to dark, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, we could play in whatever, and now we can't, or yeah. whatever it was, um, I could never really put a finger on it. Sure. Um and I think that's important for me to, uh, as having young kids that I remember feeling a lot and more than I think we think kids feel mm, and th- or that point. we, yes. um, you know, we don't, we'd think they don't know anything about the world or yeah. that, you know, it's like, you're, you're fine. You don't right. have a job or anything. Right. But I remember knowing something was off, Wow. but like not really knowing how to um, express that. Yeah. Or to identify it. Right. Or have it be able to be acknowledged by people around you. Right. Or affirmed in any way. Right. Yeah. And so I would try to talk about it sometimes, but I think, yeah, I mean, and I don't blame anybody because it's hard to know if it's just like, you know, you're upset or, you know, because that's a normal human experience. Absolutely. Depression to some degree is a normal human experience. Absolutely. And I think you're not that old, but even in your childhood, we did not have as much mental health awareness as we do today. Right. I feel like, especially with children. Right. I feel like it's so much more these days, so much more acceptable to seek counseling and do all those things than it was maybe even in your childhood. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. with that. And um, you would hear, th- I mean, I would hear things growing up and I think that um, it's, it's changing a lot, but you'd hear things just like, you know, um, people need to get over it or, sure. you know. It's it's selfish or um, there's nothing wrong with you yeah. kind of thing. You should be fine. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That mm-hmm. uh, that that idea or that kind of yeah. perspective was out there a lot. Yeah, maybe yeah. as a male too. Mm-hmm. You think that was even more. Yeah, pull yourself up by in. the bootstraps. Yeah, okay. you know, get tougher. Right, toughen up. You yeah. Know? So that was what the message that you were hearing, whether right. it was verbalized or not. That was the message that came across. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So as you got older, what did that look like? Yeah. So I think as I got older, um, I would say middle school or maybe a little bit earlier is really when I started having a relationship with Christ, and uh, um, I remember it like. I mean, vividly, as mm-hmm. a lot of kids can. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time as well, that can bring some struggles because I don't really understand the depression over here. Yeah. And I don't really fully understand my walk with Christ, obviously. I still don't fully understand everything right. um, on this side of of our life, on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're still figuring things out. So I think especially as a kid coming to Christ at a young age yeah. and still struggling with that depression, um, there was a lot a baggage okay to work through and then man i it's hard to figure out where to go yeah but i would say um somewhere between like middle school and high school um 
the depression really started to dig in. Okay. And I think that's where things got really sticky mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there's a couple ways to, to deal with it. And one of them is just to escape. Sure. And so trying everything to escape depression while over here, I want to please the Lord. Mm. And so then you have this, this battle between, um, I want to do whatever I can to escape feeling like this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know why I always feel like this. And then whatever I'm doing over here is going against God. So then I feel like I'm failing yeah. as a Christian. And so what do you do? Yeah. How do you reconcile those two things? And Absolutely. it was impossible. Absolutely. It was impossible. So I felt like, you know, God's either mad at me mm. or that I'm a failure over here or that I'm depressed over here. So it's a and vicious cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. And it just builds on itself. And especially, you know, you're going through puberty, you're going uh, through high school, you're yes. going through all that that had, like, entails. Yep. And the cycle was just brutal. Relentless. And it was awful. Absolutely. Yeah. A deep, dark hole, I'm sure, is what it felt like. A pit you couldn't get out of. Yeah. On your own. Yep. And for you Absolutely. at that time, there was maybe, I don't know, had you identified that it was depression at that point? Was no. There, okay, so it's still this thing that you had to deal with that you weren't even sure of what it was. Right, I think that, that's a good question, because I think that that really plays a lot into what I went through, because um, I think that you can have um, multiple different types of uh, quote-unquote depression yeah it's kind of a catch-all term for sure but you can have situational depression right which i think we all go through right you can have chronic depression which um thankfully not everyone has to go through right and i think that i always thought that mine was situational okay so it's i'm depressed i do these things to escape my depression but that's what causes me to be depressed right and then i'm failing god over here so if i can just fix myself right and get into good standing with god Mm. then i won't you know and then i won't be depressed and i'll be happy and i'll be pleasing god right and so i so it all comes down to me fixing me that's right and then and if i can fix myself then i won't struggle with any of this yeah and we can just be happy yeah and exactly you know and but what's wrong with me that i can't fix it and so right. every single time you're trying to fix it and it ends up still broken and you know there's something broken and you can't fix it and it just spirals yeah absolutely it completely spirals out of control and you get to um a point where you know you're not fixing it yep. and you're not fixing the issue yeah um and you feel like you're failing and so it's just it, it's a it, it i think you hit it on the head with it's a vicious, it's a cycle. Yeah, and I think so, 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 so many people are stuck in that cycle. I mean, oh, absolutely. you know, where we just, whether it is depression or anything else, that we feel this brokenness that we know that we're broken, but we do not know how to fix it. And it is such a miserable place to be. So you were pretty miserable yeah. for those years. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, middle school, uh Mainly high school mm-hmm. and then college. Okay. College was really rough. Your roughest times. Yeah, and I think that's where I started to identify mm-hmm. what was going on mm-hmm. later on in college. Okay. Um, but uh, it was it was uh, a hard time in dealing with depression. Let me ask you this. Um, because that's when we got to know you. I mean, we met you. I wouldn't say we got to know you at that point, but we met you. And I think anybody that meets you, just like anybody, I mean, there's not a visible cloud over your head. You're right. not an Eeyore type personality that it's easy to identify. So did you just have, is it your personality? Is it, was it like conditioning as far as maybe what you knew to be acceptable at the church? Um, you know, and, and this is the way I have to act or I have to be in order to, fit right. in in these places what was that like the outside right you had this inner struggle did people know it um, or did you put on for people i don't think anybody really knew okay. exactly what was going on and i think that's because um i'm the to escape and i think a lot of people do this and to a degree some people will give this as advice okay um, for dealing with depression um, is to throw yourself fully into something okay so if you know me you've known like that i 
throw myself fully into things. And that's because you can fully focus on that Mm -hmm. and you can escape what's going on. Okay. So whether that's running, Mm -hmm. um, rock climbing, something that I've done for years, um, a relationship, whatever it is, you can, if you can really, so a lot of what, when I've gone back and talked to like college roommates, like Trent and different people, um, they've been able to identify and look back and be like, oh yeah. Wow. Because I've, I've, I couldn't sit still. Right. I was the type of personality that was like, go, 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 let's do something crazy. Okay. Off the wall, like, um, just to, because there, there's no rest. Okay. Um, so you can't find rest. And right. so the best way to find rest is to keep your mind occupied. Mm. Um, but that'll burn you out really quick. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's exhausting. Okay. You can't it's keep exhausting. And, and, co- and it's a constant thing of you, and, and I think as a Christian, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the grace of God, but it really make me mad mm. that I would fully throw myself into something and then I would get, the depression was still there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is not working. Yeah. And I would get really frustrated. For sure. And I was like, I just want to be able to fully focus on this and whatever and just throw myself into it and it to fulfill me. Yeah. And it never did. Mm. Nothing ever would. Right. And I would get, I had a lot of conversations with God about that. Of basically, like, <laughs> leave me alone. Wow. I want to just escape. Mm. And there was times, there's Mountain Creek Parkway, which is right by DBU, and I had an old Jeep in college. And there was multiple times, like, driving down uh, Mountain Creek. Um, it's kind of like just a, it's like a four-lane road. And uh, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in South Dallas, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, multiple times where I was just like, man, you know, if somebody just crossed over that, white, like, mm-hmm. the middle line mm-hmm. and just took me out, I'm okay yeah. with leaving. Wow. I'm just tired. Mm. I'm just tired of throwing myself from one thing to the next, of being unable to control impulses, of like feeling out of control, um, being unable to rest. Yeah, I think that's something that's incredibly hard with depression. For sure. Um, You wake up in the morning, and a lot of people, a lot of times, the worst is I would wake up with depression. Like the first thing you think about was that in the morning, Mm. and so you couldn't sleep in because you're just laying there and you're just thinking about it, and you're just like, okay, well, I got to get up and get ready. And then I got to study today and I got to do things that I don't really want to do. Right. And you just lay there. Mm. And um, that's how you start your day. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Yeah. You begin and it, overwhelmed. It's a constant. It's, a, it's how you start your day every day. And you can't even identify why it's happening. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people with chronic depression can relate to. Of just like you wake up and you just kind of stare at the ceiling. You're just mm-hmm. like, I can sleep in today mm. and I and like rest and I can't rest. Mm-hmm. Like I can't put my soul at rest. Right. Like right. I can't find any peace. Yeah, and I think that's um, something that was was incredibly difficult. Okay, um, and that for a long time I had no context of how to deal with it mm-hmm. or even um, what to what to do with that. Right, and absolutely, how could you? You know, if nobody really knew the real struggle. If there right. was nobody that you were confiding in or knew you well. Yeah, you're completely isolated. You're isolated. You're alone mm-hmm. and struggling and trying to fix it yourself. Right. So after college, things changed? What, yeah. what changed? Yeah, so um, me when well, um, right after college, um, Ashley had already graduated college, so she was a year ahead of me. And then right after I graduated, we moved down to, we got married and then moved down to Austin um, where we kind of started our life in North Austin, Wells Branch, Pflugerville area. And we got plugged in. We already knew some people that went to church down there at um, Wells Branch Community Church. And so we got plugged in with that. And that's really where things started to change for me on a personal and on, you know, that's really changed my life mm. um, outside of coming to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the other part that's really changed my life. And that was more because of relationships that were formed there. And uh, um, kind of, I don't know if you want to switch into. Well, yeah, let's talk about maybe what, did you get to a place of desperation? Oh, yeah. That caused you to have to to reach out? Right. Um, I mean, because you're saying, basically, I mean, being okay with dying, you know, as a believer, it's That's not okay, a, it's not a good, yeah. it, but it's not also not a good place to, yeah. to be in your life. Yeah. So was that, would you say that that was the low point? Um, the, or Yeah, I think, so um, there, 
I think there was, I think it was a years of a low point. Yeah. Um, there were things that I struggled with going through middle school, mm-hmm. high school, college that just felt like I was completely alone. Um, that, you know, you feel isolated um, and uh, dealing with depression on top of that. Yeah. And then dealing with um, relationships that were not healthy. Yeah. Um, and hurting other people because. Um, kind of the saying of like hurt people hurt people absolutely and uh, it's true um you know and i'll just i'll just put it out there mm-hmm. but like i there was multiple relationships where i really hurt people yeah specifically girls mm-hmm. and it it was because of a inner need of to escape yeah to trying, just yeah. get out of my situation yeah trying to fix your brokenness and it's it's a really sad place yeah because it's you don't you don't want to hurt these people right. that you care about but you're you're desperate mm. and you're in a place of desperation and mm-hmm. so that that went on through through high school and uh into college mm-hmm. and uh, um yeah i think i think college is really where i hit the point of desperation where yeah. the like the panic button was pressed because mm-hmm. um running was kind of my outlet that was kind of my escape that was my i could throw my life into it mm-hmm. and i got to a point in college where i really didn't care mm. like i could care less about running and i was super depressed and it, it no longer really fulfilled any kind of need in me i honestly didn't want to do it yeah and i was doing it because of the team and just because i was there yeah kind of you know well, when you're depressed it's hard to care about anything right i mean you just don't have that right but mine was kind of like a manic a little bit. So like if okay. I could really like throw myself into something okay, and like fully 100%, I could kind of escape for a little bit and it no longer fulfilled that. Okay. And so that's when it just like hopelessness set right. in. Right, for like sure. Like complete, like an utter hopelessness. And I carried that um, through my relationship with Ashley for while we were dating kind of, and uh, um, which was not like super healthy. Yeah. Our whole dating cycle and then our in, into our marriage and our, our first this is skipping ahead. Our first year of marriage was a train wreck. Mm. It was, like, it was Same. Com- completely <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. A mess. And I know it's a mess stuff. for a lot of people, but yeah. um, we ended up moving down to Austin, like I'd said earlier, and kind of getting plugged in with a community group there. Did she know about your depression? I think she, yeah. Okay. I think at this point. Okay. But I still don't think we had ever, I think, I mean, for the longest time, I just thought that it was fixable. Okay. Like self fixable. So like still, if, you moved to Austin. You're married, and you're still thinking, yeah, I, can, that, I can fix this. Yeah, okay. and, and you know, if I am in the right circumstances, if gotcha. I live in the right place that makes me happy, okay. If gotcha. I do something that makes me happy, if I have enough time off work, yeah. If I do these things, if I am a, a you know a happy enough person at this time, then maybe it'll fix it. Okay. You know, if I'm healthy and um, traveling and mm-hmm. um, getting to do whatever I want, yeah. basically living the good life, basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it'll fix. Right. And nothing ever worked. It's like that carrot dangling and you're just chasing that. Right. Constantly. And it had it was exhausting for Ashley. Oh, I think that was I'm the sure. that was the worst part. And so when we moved down to Austin, we got involved with a community group and just to throw like if we hadn't had them, we mm. wouldn't have made it through our first year of marriage. Wow. Like hundred percent. And Ashley completely agrees. Yeah. Like we would probably not be married yeah. or have our two kids that we have. So um, were you be able to be what what was it specifically? And we can get into that part of just, were you able to be transparent with these people as far as like what was going on in your marriage or what was going on with you? Yeah. How Talk to me about that group and how, what changed it from you chasing the rabbit or chasing the, the carrot, you know, dangle that in front of you for the good life or whatever. How did this group change that? Change how did that we, dynamic? How did we turn a corner? Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it was specifically when I first got there, there was a group of guys that um, were, that just pursued people hmm. that would come in and that pursued me and pursued like my relationship with the Lord, pursued relationships specifically with me. Mm-hmm. And I would push back. <laughs> and I mean, I'd just be like, I need you to leave me alone. Wow. Um, I'm just doing my thing. I don't know, like, and I'd had close relationships, but not that were, we're going to dive into the deep stuff. Okay. And we're going to deal with the dirt. Oh, you know, wow. and and that's where they wanted to go and I was and I'd be like, you know, I 
like offend them, whatever, like, <laughs> and they would just be like, we love you. We're going to keep wow. coming. And uh, eventually, you know, once you open up to that and I was able to really share my heart and what was going on, it's an incredibly empower, like, um, powerful thing. Um, I don't know about empowering, but powerful thing when believers um, can open up and just be like, listen, this is where I am. Yeah. And people come beside you and they're just like, I'm just here with you. Wow. Okay. So I want to unpack all of this. Yeah. Those people. Mm-hmm. So here you are hurting, desperate, look good on the outside, but struggling so much on the inside. Right. Marriage is rough. Life yep. is rough. These people talk to me about them for just a little bit. Like, was it an immediate, Hey, we want to get to know you, but we want to know you, everything about you. I mean, how did you, what was that wording like that they came to you with that you knew that they wanted to go deeper than just surface? I think it, it was the culture that they had um, created before I ever got there Okay. of, you know, we want to know you and we want to love on you and we want to actually be friends. Mm. Like we want to go and invite you into our home. We want to do board games. We want to go play volleyball. We want to do these things, mm-hmm. but we care about you so much more than whatever you can bring. Mm. Like we actually care about your relationship with the Lord. We care about your life. We care about your marriage. We care about where you're at. And um, we completely accept you where you're at. Um, So a person that had been struggling for so long and privately, you said you offended them. It must have terrified you in some way. Uh, Yeah, it's it's very much like a... um, and I think it's a lot of it, it comes down to spiritual warfare to a degree. Because yeah. I think a lot of people would say they want that. Yeah. But then when you're approached with it, what do you do? Right. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden it can, you could, you're going to have a lot of things in your head of just like, they don't know me. They think they're perfect. Yeah. Um, they just want to fix me. Mm-hmm. All these different things. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start judging everything about somebody else. Yeah. And um, I think that's the spiritual warfare part because I don't think the devil wants us to be Free. in relationship. No it's way. a lot no easier way. when you're alone. Absolutely. He and can you work can on you. Tell a lot of lies to yourself. Absolutely. When you're alone, and we are so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And um, that's something I specifically remember one of my good friends telling me is he's just like. Jacob, you were just so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to breathe mm. and just trust that the Lord is good. And have grace Yeah, and for have, yourself. have grace for yourself. Because <laughs> he's like, you can forgive everybody else. Like, mm. no problem. Like, people would confess things. I just pick oh, man, Jesus loves you, dude. Like, wow. I know he loves you. Wow. You're good. Like, we love you. We're here for you. Mm. Like, it's going to be okay. Absolutely. And then never would have believed that for myself. Yeah. Um, because you can see it in other people. You're like, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. But then when it's you, That's right. it's like, there's no way. Why is it so hard to believe? Right. Yeah. No, I can't believe. Right. And it keeps you in the cycle. That's right. Of addiction. Yep. Depression. Mm-hmm. Um, self-loving yeah. and self-loathing. Yes. <laughs> like, like where you kind of, you only care about your own needs. Yes. But you kind of like hate yourself too. Absolutely. And so it keeps you in that cycle yep. of just like, because you do not at all understand the grace of God. Yeah. You're still um, following, you know, what you think you need to be doing Mm -hmm. to fix yourself. That's right. And that's what I want people to understand through all of this is, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to think that sometimes it can be um, very easy um, in Christian community to say, um, you know, I was this, you know, broken you know, thing, mm-hmm. and then I became whole, right. and I can tell my story, but I'm not going to tell you my story of what's going on right now. Right, right. And I'm not going to tell you of the struggles that I'm going on right now. Oh, man. Jacob, that is so good. But I can walk through what I went through before I was saved, yeah. because everyone's like, oh, yeah, that was so good. That's you were right. on drugs. Yes. You were addicted, but <laughs> right. now, like, but oh, now you're it's free, awesome. And it's all good. And that is exactly the thing that I feel like people are struggling with when we come to church and we're still struggling right. and it's still a battle, right. but everybody else around is saying that theirs has been tied up in a neat bow right. and they're good, then we feel like we're failures. Right. And there's no, and you know, a lot of times I feel like this broken like pot yeah. and that, you know, you, you want to be able to be filled up yeah. to the brim, right? But like there's holes in mm. mine. And the only thing that I can trust in is that I'm in the hand of a great potter. Mm. 
and that like he's going to do what he will that's right with the pot yes you know and and i think if we start to act like we're the the perfect sculpture that's able to or the perfect pot that's able Mm -hmm. to be filled up and Mm -hmm. that we're constantly full of joy we're constantly full of these things Mm -hmm. and you are not real with anyone around you then it doesn't only hurt you it's hurting other people as well and it's hurting the body of christ for sure because it's just it's it's not always true in all of our experiences and it's incredible when you start to talk to people and they're like oh yeah i'm right Mm -hmm. there and it's like dude i had no idea yeah had no it's like because because we don't we don't open up about it and we don't talk about it and so yeah i think that it's an it's incredibly important too and and you know we we're in a broken world absolutely and we're there's a lot of brokenness and this is something that i think i mean i hope not but that i've struggled with for so long that i'm kind of at the point where it's like i think that this could be something that possibly i struggle with Mm -hmm. until you know i die and i mean i think that that's um that's something that used to scare me a lot Mm -hmm. but honestly it's something that um can also push you deeper into relationship with the lord absolutely and that um god has grace for yeah and that i think um i don't fully understand but that um god has shown me a lot through it Mm -hmm. and shown me a lot about him shown me a lot about his love and his pursuit of me yeah um that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not like super grateful for it. But of course. <laughs> but sometimes it's it I think it was also really um I don't know, it's just it God shows you a lot through your brokenness. When we recognize our brokenness and when we go to him for healing and he does heal those parts um for me it there was a brokenness and then it was my salvation that the lord healed up some things that were so broken but the struggle of real life and my nature and my sin bend like we call it is is still to pursue those things it's still to go that way And, you know, I think of Paul and the thorn in the flesh of those things. It keep it keeps us close to the Lord and it keeps us running back to Him that, yes, we have found freedom and we've tasted it. So when those things creep back in, we run back to Him. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that cycle of self-fulfillment, it's yeah. the cycle of running back to Jesus and saying, I can't fix this. You have to fix it. Right. Um, I want to go back to that group and Mm -hmm. so you were at you're at a place where you were you were scared you were pushing back on them Mm -hmm. um was it a place where they had to earn your trust what was it that caused you to finally be open with the body i think it was just them continually pursuing me and loving me Mm -hmm. got to a point where i was just like man these people actually love me yeah and it's not for anything that i've done Mm because i haven't you know i have nothing to offer them i don't Mm -hmm. feel like and that was a new place for me Mm. Um, to be able to be honest, um, to be able to be honest about like, not, you know, what happened five years ago, but right. what happened yesterday yeah. or how, you know, yeah, my selfishness mm-hmm. or um, struggles or, you know, whatever was going on in my marriage and that they were still there yeah, and that they still love me and that they didn't just love me for, you know, a Bible study mm. um, or like there to listen for a Bible study. They were my friends yeah and they called themselves my friends Mm -hmm. and they were proud of that Mm. and like so it was this new like whole new thing of just like this is a community that loves me and that is pursuing the lord and that genuinely loves the lord Mm. um not for any kind of gain right but because they love jesus yeah and that is that for a world that is hurting and for a person that is hurting, yeah. um, that is so sweet. Yes. Just to just to hear hope mm-hmm. and to, you know, you can know it in your head and you can read it, but when somebody stops you and they're just like, Jesus still loves you mm. and he's there for you and the cross was enough. Yeah. Because we know that, right? Yeah. Like if you've grown up in church, you've heard that a million times. Yeah. But when your friend stops you and they're like, hey, I know everything that you did. Mm-hmm. I know everything you looked at that you shouldn't have. Yeah. I know everything you've said that you shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And if I love you, then how much does Jesus still love you? Wow. You know, and that, and to hear that 
And to know that is different than you just telling yourself that. Absolutely. And um, I think that was incredibly important. And that's where I started, that was kind of the place where I started to be able to pinpoint, okay, you know, if his grace is enough for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. then maybe I'm just not, you know, we're all we're all broken. Yeah. We're in a broken world. That's right. But maybe I'm not just like this broken, like in a worldly sense, stick yeah. with me. Yeah. Maybe I'm not just like this overly broken person, yeah. just like completely different than everybody else right. that, you know, I'll never, you know, be okay, never yeah. be able to rest. Yeah. You know, like maybe there is something going on. Wow. And that's where I was able to start identifying and being like, okay, I think I struggle with depression. Okay. And I think I've struggled with depression for a long time. Yeah. And I think that um, that was where it really became where I was able to like start to process. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a couple of years later, actually, when we moved up to Dallas to start nursing school, that I actually got with a therapist okay. and with a doctor mm-hmm. to start going through different medications yeah. and different things because I started to say, okay. I know the Lord loves me mm-hmm. and I know that his grace is enough for me and I don't want to escape this, Mm-mm. but um, I want to look at therapies and yeah. I want to look at things that can help. And honestly, that was one of the best things that I've done. I've seen so much grace from wow. the Lord in that. Yeah. And it took a lot of tr- different trying, yeah. but it was um, of different medications um, going to um therapy mm-hmm. and different things but it helped me to get out of my own head yeah because a lot of times you feel like when you're in depression deep depression that you're in a cage in your own head mm-hmm. and if you could just get out mm-hmm. of your own head um then you would be okay yeah then you could talk yeah but you can't and so you sit down and have a conversation with somebody and you can't hear a thing they're saying wow because you're you're here mm-hmm. but you're actually in a prison in your own head okay it's a great and way to describe all you it. can think about is how locked down you are wow and so like you literally you're having and you have to continually ask this person to repeat what they're saying mm-hmm. because there's so much hurt inside that you would just want to escape yeah you do whatever you can yeah and um, I think that's why endurance sports for a long time really drew me in because you could just like batter yourself, mm. like and and the the physical pain was nothing wow. compared to like the emotional pain that you were in. Yeah, mm. and so it was like no big deal. Wow, you know it hurt, but it was like at least not like, compared to yeah. But what the, you the were emotional hurting. pain was gone at that point. Yeah, because you were so locked in on the physical pain. Wow. And so I know that's a sidetrack. No, that's <laughs> I've been bouncing so around. Important. But there's a lot of different when you're talking about depression. There, it's it's a f- and um, there, it's a fully encompassing thing because yeah. not only was I depressed, but I was dealing I was dealing with addiction. Yeah, um, right. I was dealing with um, relationships and mm-hmm. people that I was really hurting. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with lying to my parents, yeah. basically doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, and both my parents were working in Dallas at the time when I, when I was in high school. We we're jumping back to high school. Yeah. When I was in high school, and so I really did whatever I wanted. Sure. Yeah. And. Uh, um, without like them really knowing mm-hmm. just because um, they were working really hard mm-hmm. and working long hours and they worked um, about an hour from the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, but my sister was uh, in at A&M at the time. They had season tickets. So they were down at A&M games all the time. Mm-hmm. So like for most yeah. of the last two years of my high school, I did whatever I wanted. Yeah. And so like depression encompasses all that, right? Yeah. It encompasses, um, it's really, it encompasses your spiritual walk, mm-hmm. um, what's going on around you, um, your physical mm-hmm. nature that, and so that's why I also believe why I brought up therapies and mm-hmm. different things because, mm-hmm. um, not that the Lord can't just snap right. his fingers one day. And Absolutely. there's been people that has happened that they, they had really dealt with depression. They came to know the Lord and mm-hmm. they really have had, they haven't had to walk through that, right. but that's not going to be everyone's story. For sure. I pray that it is like, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But like, that's not going to be everyone's story. Right. And so sometimes I think that, um, as Christians, we need the green light that it's okay to go and talk to a doctor. Mm -hmm. It's okay to go talk to a therapist. It's uh, like, you need to do these things. You don't have to lock yourself in a room and pray until it gets better. Right. Like there is grace for you here. And I think it's a wise counsel to seek counsel and to look for doctors that, um, you can get referrals to mm-hmm. or that maybe somebody mm-hmm. like it's like i've you know i think that that's wise Absolutely. and to do your research but that's i think right. that a lot of people need to hear that it's okay to have that green light to 
to look for therapies. And yeah. um, it's, it's hard to say this, but start to look for ways to make this better mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. so that you can get mm-hmm. out of your head and see clearly right because right. if you because so many times you are so locked down yeah when you're in depression you can't even see clearly yeah you can't even emotionally navigate things clearly that's enough right. to be able to deal with it right and so that's what a lot of the therapies and medications do is really help you to kind of get out of that prison of your head and be like right. okay yeah breathe yep. okay what's going on mm-hmm. and exactly. a lot and i will say this as well just being from a nursing standpoint and just reading up on a lot of these medications a lot of them don't change your personality right. as well and they 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 have they help over a period of time mm-hmm. and that it's not going to be just you know you're gonna take this and you're gonna sleep for the right. next 20 hours right absolutely um, there are medications like that mm-hmm. but it's important to talk to your doctor about the different types and what your goal is yeah um so that's a caveat yeah. for everyone out there I love but that. Mm-hmm. it's in, it's important to know that like these are common graces that I think that the Lord has given us because we are in a broken world. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there's like, there's a drug and it's one that I'm on and and it helps basically keep serotonin in your brain. Mm -hmm. And serotonin is linked to a lot of feelings of happiness Mm -hmm. or joy and different things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just another sign of the fall that you might break down serotonin quicker than I do in my brain. Right. So naturally, without me ever doing anything or knowing, I might just reuptake or break down serotonin faster than other people. Right. And so then I'm just like feeling awful every day when I wake up. Right. And I think it's my fault. Yep. And, it, you know, so there's simple things like that. Yes. Where it's just we are in a broken world yeah. that is on the other side of the fall. And I think that when you're looking at depression and you're looking at if you know you've had chronic depression, mm-hmm. there are multiple different factors that yeah. go into it. For sure. And, Absolutely. you know, if you are struggling with addiction or you have done something mm-hmm. and you know you've really wronged your significant other's things, there are um, – or, you know, you've lost somebody or something, there are situational depressants mm-hmm. that are situational. Yeah. But there's also chronic things. And that's why really therapists can help um, navigate that, that as well. Absolutely. I love that your journey of healing, of course, started with Jesus mm-hmm. and him showing himself through the body. Yeah. Which is, I believe, the point of what why we gather each week to be able to look each other in the face and have real community right. and speak truth to each other and show love to one another. I mean, it's tremendous that that's where it began. And mm-hmm. then he led you to a place of finding healing for your body, the things that were broken inside. Um, but it was like, it was not apart from him. It was with him. Right. He was in it with you and saying, this is the way, walk in it, take right. this step, you know this counselor this drug um but he was right there in the journey with you it wasn't apart from him and i mean you could have found this in high school you know gone to a counselor or whatever and that would have been fine but your journey to healing was with him and he led you in those ways right um i guess to kind of wrap it up medication can only do so much yeah right Mm -hmm. um we're still like you said, broken every right. day. Every day we have to do it. Whether we're going to admit it or not, we are a fallen people. Right. And But for the grace of God, we would be in those vicious cycles. And sometimes even when we know the Lord, we're in those vicious cycles. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'll say that. I've, I've, you know, I've been in medication for a while now, and I still struggle with depression. Right. Um, I think, and it's not, and that's what is important. Mm-hmm. Um, people generally, they take one approach or the other. Yeah. And... Um, it's really good to, um, I went to a Christian doctor mm-hmm. and so we were able to talk about those things of yeah. just like, I want to lean into the Lord in this. Right, right. Um, but I also want to look into this because I also believe there might be something chem- chemically wrong. Right, right. Um, so going, it's a holistic thing. It's it's all of it together. Right, and it's, tru- and, and it's trusting the Lord with that. Every yes. time I would get a new medication, I'd pray over it. Mm. And I think that's a way to bring the Lord in and just be like, hey, yes. I want to pray over this. This is not what's going to save me. Yeah. This is not what is going to save my life. That's right. This is not an escape. Yep. And me and Ashley would pray over that. Yep. We would pray over it. And uh, um, I think that's a good practice for people mm-hmm. is even if you take it every day just to pray and just be like, Lord, this is not to escape my trouble. Right. This is not to escape 
this life. Yeah. This is not so that I just sleep until, yeah. you know, my problems go away. Right. Um, you know, wake me up when it's over. Yeah, exactly. And this is so that um, I can get out of my head a little bit and so I can see things more clearly mm-hmm. um, to be able to read your word, be yeah. able to rest. Um, and I think that um, that's something that each person has to. That's right. You know, yeah. Come and I don't think everyone needs it. Yes, right. Um, it's something that um, I came to in in, in um, a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. and that I feel at peace with in His direction, right? It, walking and, with Him through. But it. at the same time, it is still daily, weekly, monthly battle of leaning into the Lord, yeah. and it's something that has kept me leaning into the Lord. Yes, and to a degree, at times, I've been grateful. Um, it's really pushed me into a deep relationship with the Lord and to experience things in the Lord that I wouldn't have otherwise. That's right. Um, to to know Him in a deep way, mm-hmm. in a real way, and to know His grace and His love um, that has nothing like to do with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's just the gospel at the root, but it's so important to continually remind yourself because it is, it, at the end, it's all that matters. Absolutely. Um, that his cross was enough mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with how perfect we are or how much we can do or, you know, um, our past or our current situation or our future. It has to do with what he's done. Mm. And those are some things that I've been able to experience really deeply walking through depression and walking through that in my, in my own um, life. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's something that I still struggle with all the time. And for anybody listening, um, it's a, you know, it's going to be your own walk and it's going to be your own journey. Um, But just trusting that the Lord is good Mm -hmm. And that, um, and giving yourself grace at times to just sit down and breathe mm-hmm. and say, this really sucks right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody come along you and say, it does suck. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit right here with you and I'm not going to try to make it better. Yeah. And if you're that friend of somebody or that spouse of somebody, sometimes it's the best thing you can do. That's right. And just say, this is awful. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to sit here together and there's grace for that. Mm-hmm. There's grace for you to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And to wait on the deliverance of the Lord in those times and to say, you know, I'm broken and I can see all these things that are broken, um, but I'm going to wait on the Lord in this instead of just constantly striving to escape or fix myself. Um, so good. Because that'll either lead you to trust in yourself right. or lead you to go down a road you shouldn't go. Right. That's going to lead to more hurt. Yeah. And um, lead to hurting other people around you, hurting yourself, mm-hmm. more depression. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Lord won't lead you down that path. No, and, never. And He's good. And sometimes, and you know, I've always experienced it's. It, it may last a month, a week, a year, um, a day, um, but the Lord's right there, and um, it is a season. Wow. And we walk through down seasons and up. You know, seasons where That's it's like, right. man, I really feel like. I haven't been depressed in a while. Yeah. And um, and then you'll walk through seasons where you're like, is this ever going to end? Yeah. And it's just waiting on the Lord and just trusting in His goodness and that He's there with you, even in the midst of it being horrible, mm. um, is incredibly important yes. to know that He's there. That's right. Because it's the same as when you run a race. It might be horrible during it, <laughs> but you know there is a finish line. Mm. And you know, like, okay, there... There is a foreseeable finish. This is pretty awful. But in trusting that God is never going to leave you or forsake you. Right. It's like, this is pretty bad right now. Yeah. Um, But I know that the Lord's good. Yeah. And I know that this season is awful, but I'm going to trust in the Lord Mm -hmm. and trust that He is with me and He's guiding me, that He's um, teaching me things or showing me things or whatever. Sometimes it doesn't feel like there's anything. (laughs) You're just like, okay, I don't think I'm learning anything here. I just want out of this. Um, Oh yeah. So many times. Yeah. But the Lord is good. He is so good. And And to give us those, that humanness again around us when that community is doing it well, which I, I feel like is God's greatest, one of his greatest gifts to you and to many of us who have found that community. It's, it's a, great gift that yes it is him in us but it's also those people around us like you said cheering us on oh yeah and i think you know god works in so many different ways and through so many different people yeah and um a lot of times we can't identify it until later yeah um but there you know if in community is 
incredibly mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. in any Christian's walk. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, struggling with depression as I have, or struggling with addiction, or struggling with um, different things, real community of walking beside each other and saying, you know, I love you mm-hmm. despite you, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, I just love you mm-hmm. because um, you're a brother or sister in Christ, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, just because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me and I just want to love you yeah. and pour out into you, um, not to even fix you, yeah, but just to love you and just to um, be here with you and walk through this with you. Right. Yeah. And mm. it's incredibly important. Absolutely. And it's a very, um, it's, it's, I think it's more important than most people put emphasis yeah. on it. Absolutely. Um, I to totally be there for agree people. With you. And, and you don't know what everyone's going through. Right. Right. And a lot of times it's not the people that you think. Yeah. And being there with them, you know, it's sometimes it's years down the road when you realize that just sitting there with somebody late at night that one day and just yeah. praying with them and just being like, you know, this was awful. You saved that person's life. Right. Right. And like, and that was through um, like the Holy Spirit just being like, I just want to love on this person. That's right. And I just want you to be here and with I'm these people. Use you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's something that I want to see, um, that I would love to see happen in the church more because I know yeah. so many people that could benefit yeah. from deep community relationships mm-hmm. with one another mm-hmm. where it's, you are known, mm-hmm. you are loved um, despite your imperfections, yeah. and that shows the grace of God. Absolutely. Like, despite everything, we love you. Yeah. And if we love you, how much does Christ love you who yeah. came and died on the cross and would do it again for you? That's right. Right now. Yes. Not oh, so. Man. Not for what you know you did before you came to know him, but what you did yesterday, yeah. and what you're going to do. Mm. And despite you ever feeling like, man, I don't deserve this, mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. You know. And that's the gospel. Yeah, and that's the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jacob, you've given us so much. There's so much here, and your uh, transparency is—it's a beautiful thing. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. I feel like I bounced around a lot. Oh, but <laughs> it was so good. There was so It's, it's hard to pinpoint good. where to come at yeah, it from. Yeah, of course, because it's, it's been a long journey. I know. It's, it's hours so worth of... Yeah, yeah. But man, you condensed it well. <laughs> well, to wrap it up, what's the one thing that you know? So I was thinking about that on the way here. And um, the best thing I could say is I just went back to like, I was just like, man, because it's been a rough... Um, last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, for me, I think, and just um, walking through a little bit of depression right now. And I think, I, you know, moving yeah. and everything, starting a new job yeah. and um, everything, that that change can be hard as well. For sure. Um, and I was just went back and I was like, the, the one thing I know is, is Romans 8. So there's therefore now no condemnation for those mm-hmm. who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set me free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as we were in the flesh, God did. Mm-hmm. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Amen. And Amen. that's something that I hold on to. And that just like is so important to me. Wow. Is just knowing that, that um, that law that condemned us is dead and in the ground. And that when Jesus rose, he brought a new law. There was so much good in this conversation today. Our prayer is that you found it helpful, and if you're struggling, that you will turn to Jesus in the struggle and follow Him to healing. 